Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast. A new season of The Challenge is upon us. The Challenge, it's season 38. It is Ride or Dies. We kick the season off with a preview podcast, talking through everybody that is going to be here or supposed to be here or might be here or maybe actually won't show up. We have no way of knowing. Um, but we kick that off with a draft podcast with, um, of course, ourselves and uh, Sasha and Asia. And uh, now we are here to get started with the actual season at his as it has premiered, uh, Ride or Dies is underway. So, of course, I am not alone to get into all of this here today. Um, I am one of your hosts, Matt Ligori, alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Hello, hello. I am good. I am excited to be here. You know, I felt like we might have had a slightly longer uh, off-season, and I thought that I'd be showing up on day one crying, much like Tommy and Annalise. But, no, actually, I rather enjoyed this episode of the challenge so i'm excited to dive in and talk about it i thought it was pretty mid okay i just wanted to use that term um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no that's genuinely kind of how i felt um because i mean we're gonna get into it all throughout the episode of of like some of the confusion that kind of came along and also by the way um not happy with the results of the uh, elimination i'm very actually un- unhappy with it um so i had to deal with that but just it's you know we had uh, a cast released to us with 34 names which felt weird uh right off the jump and then the amount of cast members that like started the episode versus how many finished the episode versus who else is showing up along the way it's very weird it's very confusing but it's also very challenge i mean given how we just witnessed the uh challenge usa final go down it's like all they have to do from here is go up but they're stumbling up uh to kind of get back in like anybody's good graces at least as far as i'm concerned um so i mean the premiere itself the episode was okay it was fun to meet some new people um have uh, you know just jump right into it um the challenge winners be a rookie team was something we haven't seen in a while um and just some faces that we haven't seen in a while to see them back on the show um so there were good things but again it was messy I think that, uh, yeah, it was definitely messy. There's so many things, especially when you start pulling uh, at the threads a little bit more, get even messier. Um, But I think that coming off of season 37, coming off of that Challenge USA final, (laughs) coming off of uh, that episode zero that I thought was pretty garbage, um, I did not have the highest of expectations. And I feel like at least I got something out of this. (laughs) So... I am overall pretty excited uh, at this episode. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see the direction of the season, uh, hoping that uh, some of these trends continue that we saw in this first episode. Uh, when you say you thought episode zero was garbage, do you mean like it was just like, like, because the way that I described it to you before you had watched was just, it was like anything you would expect from an episode zero of just, it's, it shows you who the people are that are going to be here. It's essentially just a more well-produced cast preview than, you know, uh, YouTube videos of each team. So I got exactly out of it what I thought I was going to get out of it, but did you like think it was actively terrible? Yeah, I thought it was uh definitely bad um i feel like i would have rather just watched like the twitter videos that they put out ahead of time um i don't really need the commentary from like the vets on like we all know you're going to be there and so then for during the episode it's like 
oh my god where is nani i can't believe she's not here with me like i'm casey playing the game alone like sure i'm sure that you think that um i don't know it just doesn't even like your storylines aren't matching up at this point uh i feel like we had two really good episode zeros on war war of the worlds one on season 33 and on season 36 for double agents i thought was also really good so i know what this episode can be where we can just like introduce a little bit of what's going on in the house like make it basically a premiere you know 1.0 and a premiere 1.1 but they opted not to do that and it largely was like a half-assed casting special yeah and that's also kind of gonna it it also struck me a little weird because especially now seeing how um the so if you didn't watch the casting special or the, the episode zero it was six challengers all sat around it was in the same room that they did the deliberation in um during the episode one um and obviously we'll be in there for the throughout the season it was um on one side of the table, Darrell, Bananas, and Anissa. And then on the other side of the table, you had their partners, um, Jordan, uh, Nani, and uh, Veronica. Uh, Veronica didn't talk a whole lot um, throughout the special. It seemed like, you know, mm-hmm. it was really just an opportunity for Anissa to tell us everything she knew and studied about every single one of these people. Nani to stand up for <laughs> oh, her friends. Go ahead. Yeah, for Anissa to say, like, oh, I'm also friends with this person on the outside. Everybody. Like, every single person. We get it. You're popular, Anissa. Oh, my God. Oh, I like him. He's great. He's great. It's like, do you really, you, you know all of them? I mean, no, she doesn't know all of them, but she's probably DM'd back and forth with all of them because that's how veterans maneuver in the game, I guess. I don't know. Um, especially ones that, you know, are uh, in it. You know, Wes is the one who gets all the credit for, you know, reaching out to people, but they all do it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and some are just more vocal about it, but yeah. Um, Anissa knew everybody and uh, bananas was just, you know, getting his quips in there. And um, Jordan, got, you know, a little bit talking about Jordan and Tori. And, you know, obviously we're going to see more of that whenever um, it comes to play. Like imagine though for a second, because, as we see, Jordan is not here yet. Um, Tori was in the first elimination. Like, imagine that world where he is there when she has left. That would so nice. Um, not for him to be there, but just to not have to deal with uh, both of them. Um, I don't know. I am curious to see what we get out of this storyline. I voiced my opinion that I thought on All-Stars 3, if you're going to bring Jordan and Nia back, I feel like we really didn't even do anything with them. Uh, so I'm curious to see if we get a lot more out of him and Tori. I think that we will, but uh, I'm just curious if it will even, you know, be worth it in their eyes at the end of this. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, the, the six of them being there was, you know, they, they were talking to each other. Well, well, where the twist we are, TJ's bringing us in as the twist of the season. And I mean, by the end of episode one, one of them have been brought in. Um, but it's like this whole thing was put together on such sloppy circumstances and such you know such a messy circumstance with um i i don't know if like now is the best time to get into it or later when you know things are gonna happen that swaps start being made but um anisa was part of the original cast and was with them as they all moved in and was completely edited out um so in the interim i guess this is when they decided they were going to film this thing while bananas and nani had not yet been in the house like i mean at first my thought was like oh maybe they like got them all back together at the end of the season to film this and i was like no they didn't fly anybody back out this was the beginning of the game so they had already had um like i believe that they had maybe like Darrell. Um, Veronica, well, the, yeah, every, all the four of them besides uh, Anissa and Jordan, because we kind of talked about 
how the two of them ended up there together in the mm-hmm. situation. So maybe the other four were supposed to be the twist, you know, I'm making air quotes that you can't see. Um, but it was just so weird. And now that the episode started and seeing how things were playing out, I mean, it's it's like, can we just get to like episode four or whatever it is? Like everybody's <laughs> all in the house so we can just forget this weirdness. No, I'm enjoying the rookie takeover. Don't, don't try to bring more vets onto this show faster. <laughs> well, maybe by then four vet teams will be gone and then these oh, will be replacing them. That's my hope. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not like loving every rookie team here. I mean, if unless you're saying, you know, you'd rather uh, Darrell and Veronica not be here because Sis and Tommy get like a longer stay. Oh, my God. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not try to uh, pretend to misinterpret what I'm saying. But I just I want new faces on the challenge. It's so frequently that we bring in half a cast of rookies and then do absolutely nothing with them. Um, so I am hoping to get a little bit of a break from especially some of my least favorite vets. But we'll see. All right. Fair enough. Um, And like I said, I really didn't know what the best spot is to get into this, but I feel like it's just now because um, we're already kind of on the topic. And um, this is a weird setup, a weird uh, conversation piece here, because um, as I was saying to you earlier, I don't know how to go through all of this without it feeling like there could be possible spoilers amongst what is being said here, but it's not spoiler spoilers. It's not anything, you know, significant. It's just, um, you know, what was going on with like the people that are coming in, the people that are coming out, the people that are still yet to come. So I think the best that we can say at this point is fast forward a minute or two and uh, yeah. get past it's, it. You know, use your, use your skip button wisely. If this is something you really don't want to hear about. Um, but otherwise, well, cause, and I would even classify it basically on the level of casting spoilers. <laughs> like essentially, um, I don't think that it is, you know, it, it's stuff that I am okay with knowing, okay. which I feel like is a very high bar. <laughs> so, Right. Um, So the way that I am seeing all of this and this is, you know, gathering information, standing on my tippy toes, walking around the Internet and um, some very nice people like contributing after I tweeted earlier today asking for some help uh, gathering this information up. Um, So it seems like and what we know for sure is that Casey and Kenny were in the house at the beginning of the game. And what we know for sure is that TJ says at the first challenge, they're not here anymore. Um, which leads you to believe Casey and Kenny are gone um, and why they didn't address that on the show. But there was actually an article, um, Entertainment Weekly, maybe uh, one of one of those you know outlets that Casey had been interviewed and said that it was because of COVID, um, that she had COVID. They had no idea that, you know, either one of them had, a, I guess she said something about like they she had been feeling mild symptoms, but like she thought like it was just a regular cold, like everybody kind of had a cold um, with all the travel or whatever. And then um, Kenny tested positive as well. So both of them COVID. Um, and then as far as we know as well, this wasn't part of this interview, um, but Anissa and her partner, James, um, who is not going to be on the season at all, but Anissa will be. Um, James also had uh, tested positive for COVID, it's, it seems. Um, and James is not going to return. But the weird part about all of this is not like that they're gone, whatever. It's that as far as I'm aware, as, unless I'm wrong about this, feel free to let me know, but I, I'm pretty sure Anissa was there throughout this entire beginning of the episode, and they completely just edited her out as if she wasn't there. Like they, And I paid a lot closer to, attention to this in my rewatch today, where... Um, they didn't show, you know, they showed some like wide shots or whatever of the two boats or, um, you know, but like when they got to the house, it wasn't like, you know, big 
group like i it does look like like she would not look like because i saw her it, it seems like she was there with them moving into the house um and then at this point before the challenge anisa and her partner um and then casey and kenny are taken away because of covid testing um and then we get to the challenge two new teams get brought in and we're going to i guess see in the future what goes on with um anisa we know is coming back um because anisa will have a jordan as a partner um and and i don't think anisa had covid but, but still unclear and then whether or not casey and kenny will come back as well yeah so there are actually even pictures of them in the house with uh like there's a picture of anisa on the boat there's a picture of anisa's friend talking to like casey and tori in the house so they definitely were there and just edited around um interesting that i'm wondering if they thought that like jordan and i ultimately still were going to be able to come into the house together at this point um but yeah, Nisa basically recycled into a new team, uh, whereas, and that's why we ultimately get two replacement teams rather than one right. uh, when they pull Ke- uh, Kenny and Casey on the episode. But like, how confusing was that when you watch, you know, TJ announce that there's a team missing, the team's gone. And it's also like the fact that, you know, we don't get too big of reactions from everybody else of like, oh my God, um, we just got a whole segment about Casey talking about where's Nani, even though she knows where Nani is, like she's coming in, uh, she's coming very soon, relax. Um, But then uh, the fact that, you know, one team is out and then two teams come in uh, and nobody's, you know, making any, uh, nobody's confused about it. It's because... It does, you know, again, and, and the TJ, uh, there was, it was a voice dub, uh, when he was announcing that Casey and Kate uh, and Kenny were gone, uh, because I'm sure in real time, he said that all four of them were gone. Uh, but that got cut over to say only, you know, the two of them are gone. And it was just, again, it's weird. It's messy because they, I guess they, I, I don't know. Was it like payment wise payment reasons that like, they didn't have to pay James for being on the show at all because if he wasn't on the show, uh, it, it was just very strange. Um, and then trying to piece that all together, uh, throughout the day was, was even tougher. Yeah. Super weird. I know that even, uh, there were some other, uh, like alternate pairs that didn't end up even getting used. And like Josh Martinez and Corey lay were even on set as, uh, alternates so feels super strange that like who how they decided to ultimately uh like repair anisa figure out who was coming back who's getting replaced very interesting and i don't know this for sure um but the way that things were being described made it seem like just like last season there might have been a second quarantine um so everybody went into the house you know last season um and then there was a second quarantine that shut them down or, or like they went back into their hotel rooms for um i don't know how long a, a couple days uh, did more testing and then they got back into the game um and it seems like that might have happened again this season and that's like what happened between i guess what we saw at the beginning and then the first challenge i again don't want to say i'm 100% confident on that i'm nowhere near 100 percent um but it sounds like that could have been something that happened um puya had actually dm'd me he was talking about um or he was talking he was uh, one of the people that sent me that article about casey uh talking about having covid and he was like has this ever happened before i was like i don't know and then it kind of dawned on me that didn't this happen kind of with big t last season um but that was even weird because allegedly she was like eliminated and then when the game reset after the second quarantine they were like no 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 you're fine come back well, so that was a rumor. I think that she actually wasn't eliminated was also another rumor. The supposed people theorized that she was the first person to test positive with COVID, but I think it was Nam ultimately got pulled last season. 
um, for COVID. Like he didn't like, you know, uh, test negative in time. Um, but what this tells me is that like, let's stop trying to get away with like the (laughs) four day quarantine or whatever you're probably doing at the beginning, do the full length and then you won't have to do it two or three times because you keep messing up. It's so weird. Like it should not be this hard to put this whole thing together. I don't know, you know, what the contracts are, like how long you can have them for. And they're like, well, we want to film longer. So we want to have, you know, the quarantine be as short as possible. Like, no, figure this out. You're filming in post COVID times. You're lucky, you know, you're able to film what, two, three seasons since this whole thing started. Um, Do it right. Do it safely. Make sure everybody's okay. And you would not have all this mess of trying to figure out, like, who's allowed to be here, who's not, who's sick, who's not, who's this, who's that. Like, it's just, it's it's a mess. Um, And it, you know, it happened last season. It's happening this season. It's probably going to happen next season. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't think they ever learned their lesson, and that's part of the problem. So that's where we are. Um, So, again, um, as we're, as we're going to see when they get to the challenge, uh, Casey and Kenny out of the house for now, as far as uh, we know, could be permanent, could not be. Um, and then two new teams have come in. Um, Anissa, we know, will be will be back um, as if the show presented that she ever left. But that's fine. Um, we'll see how all that plays out in the next coming episodes. Um, but for now, I guess we can swing through to the top of this episode. Um, we're going to get everybody coming in on these two boats and uh, we get some introductions going with the team. So if you didn't watch episode zero, you get the brief version of uh, a lot of these teams and who they are and who they are with each other and who stood out here uh, for you. Um, I thought that it was interesting to get the Turbo and Tamara uh, little introduction. I thought that their um, the way that they play off each other is interesting. Uh, I think that we've gotten hints where Nani even talked about in the casting preview, basically that like Turbo came on season 33 and was a very fun, like goofy character. And then on 34, she says he was a totally different person. And I think that we're looking at season 34 Turbo still here today. And I'm not happy about it. Mm, I mean, yeah, would I want season 33 Turbo? Sure. But I'm taking Turbo regardless. Yeah. Um, I think I've I've at this point in time started to settle into a world where I'm just going to let you do all the turbo standing and I'll sit here and um listen. <laughs> I mean more for me. More for you. I'm <laughs> I'm it's not like I'm like turning like anti-turbo but it's like the the magic of turbo in season 33 was just I don't even know how to describe it but it wasn't this. It wasn't um this you know um always on edge with the people around him and it's it's funny because in a sense it's like you should be on edge with these people there are some nut jobs in here there are some people that are untrustworthy like if devin made that joke to me i'd be like you idiot um but it's also like you know a lot of people that want to come into this game um will kind of just ignore that kind of stuff like the the thing with laurel whatever the hell happened on the boat there where she didn't get him a glass of champagne or whatever happened there um you just kind of gloss over it make a joke about it that's not turbo he's not playing that game um he's going to let you know when he's upset and he's not going to let anybody push him around and that is pretty much if you ask me going to cause him to suffer the same there's i i can i I would put money on it at this point that turbo is is not getting to that final um probably nowhere near it uh there are the the target on turbo's back at this point has got to be bigger than almost any target that people have walked into a game with for a one-time champ for a one-time i mean he's played twice but the second time I, i don't know how deep into the season that was whatever it's just he's he's not making it easy for himself or his new partner um it's it's messy 
I think that the format is actually pretty bad for him. Um, but I'm curious to see because I can f- see a road in which he is not fully on the rookie side and not fully on the vet side. And so neither shot really finds it a priority to take a shot at him uh, with how the alliances are currently falling. So I actually am slightly more optimistic for his chances than I think I was at the beginning of the episode, but uh, I'm curious to see if the breakdown really sticks like this. Yeah, I I can't even I can't even muster up an ounce of optimism for for his chances. I mean, um, I think you know you're looking at somebody who will have to win their way out through eliminations throughout the season um, because there's no world where so many of these people are going to want him around, um, both from a social standpoint and from a competition standpoint. So um, he will, you know, when there's four names to choose from for the winning team every every week, or at least until that you know gets narrowed down to less options. Um, He's going to be one of the four uh, more times than not, and probably the one uh, that gets picked to go in more times than not as they attempt to get rid of him. Um, I don't think he's, you know, uh, CT where, you know, uh, people are just absolutely afraid uh, of what could happen if he comes back and, and that kind of thing, or you don't want to send him in against your friend. I don't think like anyone's looking at him as someone unbeatable. He's definitely scary to go against. He's a threat, but um, I don't know. I just, I, I, feel like I don't know where we go with Turbo from here um, going forward into this season, into future seasons, if he's back on future seasons. But it's just I feel like he's like digging himself down to this lane of, you know, this character for himself or just maybe this isn't a character. Maybe this is just who he is. And we didn't really see it on 33, but it's not um, I feel like proving to be I'm glad I'm glad you're still happy. But I'm not like I said, I really know what to do with it. I honestly, at the beginning of the episode, I started thinking like, all right, we might have gotten a one episode return out of Turbo. Um, And I kind of got to the point where I didn't think we were going to see Turbo again. So I'm taking what I can get right now. Um, Whatever ends up happening happens. And I'm going to, you know, enjoy for as long as I can. You know, he very well may do something that makes me uh, jump off the train, but has not happened yet. I'm still there. So uh going to enjoy Turbo while I can. Yeah. Um, to quickly get through everybody else uh, that was here, we had Michelle uh, opening up the season. You love to see it um, with uh, the first confessional there. Um, Jack and Laurel. Um, we had Turbo and Tamara with a confessional. Sam and Kayla, who apparently met on Instagram and got married three months. Well, not apparently got married three months ago, but they, apparently they met on Instagram. I thought that was uh, I, I don't know if I entirely knew that part of it. But um, yes, three months into their marriage, um, Nelson and Narice, who are uh, such good friends and she loves everything about him except i loved <laughs> yes sorry i loved uh nelson's like you'll know narice he's doing like a really good job giving her introduction she's like and i'm in a ton of music videos right. like yeah i definitely know you from all of the random nameless music mm-hmm. videos that you're in <laughs> it was giving jose um for sure <laughs> Um, who knows they might be huge music videos and i but like i i've never taken stock of who's in a music video same um we have uh, sis and tommy who as you referenced earlier on cried about how much they love each other um in their first confessional of the season it did make me laugh um it was uh it was it was good i i came out of this episode higher on the two of them as being on this season than i was going into it um mm-hmm. 
Jay and Michelle, who um, for me are just the stars of the episode, like the main character uh, energy that was coming from the two of them, Jay and his alliance and Michelle, um, just everything that, that she had uh, going on here. I was really enjoying, especially, you know, when you have some of the main characters, uh, you know, the, the veteran veteran players who are not even here yet. Um, and, and, you know, Michelle was like ranting and raving about how great it was when a rookie team won. I was like, this is going to be fun for these two. Um, it, you know, if this all works out for them with this alliance and whatever else. So um the two of them get a confessional fessy and mariah get a confessional um yeah yeah i think it was good i think it did a good job of setting up um like who these teams are if you didn't watch the casting special and uh i would say in a more fun way than most of the casting special was yeah um did laurel do anything wrong uh (laughs) passing out the champagne did i miss something i mean i know we just talked about you know turbo there but like was there something obvious that (laughs) i missed it seems like she just poured all of the champagne uh, without caring if everyone got some. But, I mean, look, don't mess with people's alcohol. But, yeah, obviously an overreaction. Yeah. Um, Devin, you know, uh, unfortunately is funny when he says the Turbo is the worst uh, wedding invitation of all time. Um, that would be uh, – that just rings true, seems accurate. Um, and Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Can you think of somebody uh, – else? Lower on the list. Devin? Nope. Uh, I would invite him. We'll see. I would invite oh, him. Oh, God. Um, so uh, they no, are you. going to show up at the house, uh, which is a very, very uh, beautiful house. It was causing some drama on Twitter um, where uh, Shannon from um, Challenge USA had been tweeting about like um, the, the house being so pretty and like how they were living in a warehouse in USA's challenge. Um, and Narice was like, some people are just like, you know, so not understanding that like the challenge has had 38 seasons to like, you know, build up like having these beautiful houses in USA say is in their first season and then people were like "Ooh, narisa shitting on shannon and she's like that's not what i was saying i was just saying it's a nice house (laughs) i was like we're already starting (laughs) um so yeah but it's a nice house but also like (laughs) narisa being like we challenge on MTV like cast right. members it, have built up. It was giving big <laughs> like, Sophia ooh. energy on the All Stars. It was giving big I've been here for thirty eight seasons energy, and this is why we have nice houses. <laughs> like all right, Nerys, like star of the challenge thirty eight. Literally, that's exactly what I was feeling while reading the tweet. She's like, <laughs> the challenge has been established for all these seasons, and it's taken so long for all of us here working on the challenge for all these years to get such nice houses, and now we have them. <laughs> so everybody else needs to just relax. You guys are in your first season over there on the Challenge USA. Uh, don't expect <laughs> nice things yet. Yeah, respect your elders, Shannon. Literally, I mean, right? learn a lesson. Mm. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, so they're running into the house while tongue tied is playing love when Glee songs make their way here. Um, Amber and Chauncey get their first, uh, uh, mention or, uh, package here talking about how it's, uh, I didn't really talk about how this is a new relationship, but we know it's, uh, within the past, like couple of months or, or at least the past year. Um, but they seem to be in love and there was talk about like rings and marriage and all that stuff throughout the episode. So they, uh, do seem close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know. I actually really like this relationship. Um, there are scenes later in the episode that like really made me stand. Um, but so far, I'm really liking Amber and Chauncey. Was it when he was counting the letters on her shirt and <laughs> tapped <laughs> yeah, that, each that letter it. on her shirt? <laughs> yes, exactly. Count? Yeah, um, that was funny. <laughs> um, 
we are going to obviously get a lot of highlight throughout the house of uh, the team who was ultimately going to be the winner of the Daily Challenge, Johnny and Raven, um, who we don't know Raven from a hole in the wall. Um, she's very nice and pretty. Um, but Johnny, we know from Love Island. Um, and the two of them here are here. They are good friends. Apparently, there might have been feelings at one point or another, but not really. Um, Johnny feels like he might be responsible for her being let on because he's a flirt. But the story here is that, uh, as Devin explains from, you know, every Everything starts before you even get to the house. It starts probably two weeks ago at this point. Uh, they had been flirting a little bit at the airport. They got on the plane. They were making out the whole time. Um, and now here we are where everybody knows that these two are coupled up um, in Love Island terms. And uh, again, these two, are, uh, the, uh, Johnny and Raven are going to be the stars of the episode. So um, we're getting a lot uh, about their dynamic. And uh, what'd you make of all this? I mean... Not shaming making out with someone immediately, but it's just always funny to me that, like, a plane would inspire this <laughs> romance. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like that is not the situation that would usually lead to a hookup, but I guess they're probably drinking uh, copious amounts on their flight out. I, at first, when we're introduced to Johnny and Raven, I took it to be like pretty mutual that nothing came of it. Like almost like Fessy and Mariah where it was like, we went on a date and nothing happened and that's fine. And we're friends. Uh, and if leaning to like Johnny got her number and then like, she didn't really like follow up. Uh, but no, it seems like Raven definitely does have some feelings there to me. That's, as, you know, as far as it's being kind of presented to us, I feel like that's the story that they'd be most happy to run with here. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I like I feel like if you interviewed Raven right now and asked her, like, you know, I feel like they would. And I'm literally just taking this off like vibes. Uh, I feel like she doesn't like have feelings for him as strong as they're implying, even though she's saying sure. the things she's saying. I don't know. It just feels like it's being amplified a lot. Um, so I don't really know. Um, but I mean, even if she had no feelings for him at all like the fact that he basically just like ditched her and went over with someone else the minute they got in the house like she knows nobody there she's one of very few people who's in a rookie rookie pair um especially before we have these two alternate pairs come in so it's got to be pretty isolating when like a lot of these people already know each other or they have someone who knows most people so i don't blame her for feeling isolated even if there are no feelings right and yeah exactly um the two of them plus jay and michelle and amber and um i guess you know a couple of others whoever else is involved here um i'm kind of cutting ahead here but we're gonna see that jay and johnny uh know each other they're friends uh from beforehand and we're gonna see this alliance form throughout this episode um of you know it's it's rookies and again i'm making air quotes that you can't see um but it includes jay and michelle who are like the younger end of the veterans amber who's you know only third season and has had as she says later on you know she's had a lot of time for people to come to her and want to work with her over the past two seasons and it never really works out so these are people that want to work with her so she's going to go for it so what do you make of all this uh, of this new group that's forming uh especially having you know the power on their side in the first episode here I love that this alliance is forming because I like these people and because I feel it's extremely necessary. Last season got so boring so fast because it became really predictable. And the fact that we might have two opposing sides of the house is super exciting. We will not just uh, hopefully see the same people run this season that have just run every single season. At least they'll have some opposition at the very least. So I'm excited that like people who – 
you know, Jay is on what three, four seasons, and yet like he's still not getting any respect. Amber won her first season, barely any respect. It just feels like some of the vets in this house who uh especially before these three like wild card teams enter there are very few like legitimate you know fives and overseason veterans in the house mm-hmm. uh, they really dropped the ball on pulling in like the jays and michelles and ambers of the house you would 100% think that they would have that they would try like i mean i get that like tori and michelle may not be the best of friends or whatever you know whatever these situations are and you have some you know situations here where where different relationships are not like as super strong like the reason that we kept talking about or uh referencing in the draft that like we don't know what to do with kayla here which turned out like 10 times worse than i could even have hoped or imagined um given the worry that was there um but you know it was like there there was no connections there, you know, like if they didn't even try to pull Kayla in to be like, okay, you know, we're doing the vet thing again. You need to be with us. Um, yeah, or maybe they didn't, we didn't see it because the rookies were in power. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like that was the case there. Plus, I mean, slight benefit to the fact that everything is being done so choppy here with bananas and Nani not even here yet. Veronica is not there yet to be Kay- uh, Kayla's friend. Um, Darrell, like all of Anissa's not in the house at this moment. Um, you know, the benefit of any of that happening is that the big alliance that has been, you know, running the past two seasons is kind of, you know, scrambling and, and all over the place. And, you know, Laurel who's been, you know, gone for a while and there's no Laurel and Tori, uh, you know, close, close, like ride or die kind of situation. As far as we're aware, I think they might've been working together in that season, uh, that Laurel had last been on, but, um, nothing, you know, it's a group of veterans here that is like, you know, it's, it's dotted lines from each one to the other. No, no solid lines. So it's, it was definitely an interesting dynamic to see, you know, where everybody is. And we still don't know where everybody's going to be sitting in the house once other people show up or where we're going to go. So if this is episode one and we're being highlighted with an alliance of the, the younger ones, the rookies, the, you know, the, the, the more people that you wouldn't expect to be dominating the game like that. I like, I like to be in that, that world. Yeah, I mean, when the veterans are Kayla, who like kind of <laughs> cried and whined about, I don't want to play a social game. <laughs> and Laurel, who's like, yeah, I don't really do alliances. I just base everything off of performances, which I don't believe um, out of Laurel 100%. But uh, I am not super surprised that the vets are not like a well-oiled machine coming into the season. The only surprise would be because they have been the past two seasons. Um, yeah, of but course. Kayla wasn't there. Laurel wasn't there. So, you know, they saw it or maybe they didn't. They probably didn't, uh, honestly, like see, uh, you know, how that all went. But they know how it all went and how, you know, sticking together really got all of those veterans deep and far into the game. But you also, you know, you have people that are generally like, like a West banana or CTs that, uh, that, that like take their reins on that kind of deal. Um, and I'll even... I hate to put this name around there, but Josh, I'll even say Josh, I feel like is somebody who really pushes that uh, to come together. Um, I just hate to like go three legends and then add Josh's <laughs> name in is, is what you just got for me. Legend. Um, but those kind of players that like, you know, will like make sure that they are all safe and protected. And like Josh, you know, would have been walking around the house, bringing Kayla over Laurel over and making sure that everybody was on the same page, that they would all be good. And what it made much here in this week, no, because a, a rookie team still won but it still just doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of unity there um it's it's again it's a little all over the place so um but that's what's happening there as far as kayla and sam go um as you just kind of had been mentioning uh them we do get a lot of them in this episode
episode, um, obviously, since it's going to be their only episode. But I really enjoyed them together. I forgot how fun Sam is. Um, and Kayla, I think, you know, we definitely are seeing a different side of her around somebody that she loves and is much more comfortable around than anybody that we've ever seen before. Um, she was very light and funny. And I just am so sad that they're gone. Yeah, I, like Kayla, hope this is not the last time that we get both of them on the challenge. I really like Sam, and I feel like while it came through to a degree, I feel like uh, even, like, you know, you can't get all of his personality in one episode. I think he's a very fun character. Um, So, sad to lose them, but... Uh, we did just have Kayla on All Stars 3, so I'm not as devastated as I may have been otherwise. Uh, but I thought super fun in this, uh, you know, one and a half episodes that they got. Yeah, I um, it, like they they really felt like in confessional, like, you know, the Muppets up in the, the you know, the balcony of the theater, um, you know, doing their uh confessional and like it was a fun like even on the rewatch like seeing that you know you know this these confessionals were probably done for the most part after they had already lost but they were in such good spirits even when they lose they're in such good spirits uh sam is making a joke about you know it was a short honeymoon and whatever and kayla (laughs) even saying like i feel like kayla doesn't always say like you know i hope i'll be back like both of us will be back um i feel like she you know, is not the most committed to like, Oh, I'll be here for a while. So, um, it was just, again, uh, good vibes all around with those two. I appreciated, um, the time that we, we got the, the very short time we got to spend with them. Um, sometimes <laughs> you just get a, a bad, uh, first elimination. Yeah. Bad draw. I don't know that they would have been super successful, um, in like most, you know, drawing ups of like the season. I don't think that they're like, the strongest or the smartest or like the most strategic. How um, dare you? I think they're just fun personalities that probably would have maxed out at like a good, like halfway run um, on pretty much every timeline, but it was fun. I mean, for Sam to be uh, like pretty good socially, but then also running around like, oh, I'm running this house. <laughs> but like, wh- why, how, what are you doing? There's literally nothing, but that's funny. Um, Kayla saying that she'll offer him every sexual favor, including the stuff they don't do at home. If he just keeps quiet for two weeks, um, very funny. So a great dynamic. I'm very sad that we did lose it so early. Yeah. Um, what did you make of, uh, the toast that kicked off our season here? Uh, it's a challenge staple. There's always a toast by a veteran player to welcome everybody to the new season. Uh, Drinks are flowing on night one or whatever it is. And this season we got the toast from uh, one Nellie T and it was fill in the blank. Knowing that Anissa was here and she didn't give the toast is so disrespectful. I looked around this cast and was like, Nelson? Like, this is who's doing the toast? Um, Probably the person I would least entrust giving a speech on the cast. Uh, And there's many people who I have no idea (laughs) what their, like, speech quality would be. But we're willing to take a random chance over Nelson. Uh, It pretty much was like, we're here and we're not home and we're going to do things. But things will also happen to us. And that'll be fun and fun will be had like, okay, sure. No, I think what you just said was better. Honestly, I think it was far better. Honestly, I think it was a lot better. Um, I don't want to remember whatever he said because, um, I'm just, I hate, like, it's so mean to say like you're embarrassed for someone when it's like something so silly, but like I was embarrassed for him. Um, it was, it was, it was not his best moment. Um, you know, he's going to, you know, go through another 13 episodes of, you know, losing daily challenges to continue adding to his numbers here. Um, so like maybe this was his one highlight of the season, uh, just to, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, the fact that <laughs> Challenge Stats got that actually on the episode. So funny that they actually called it out. The producer went ahead and asked him, like, so you haven't won in how many by now? Um, hope that we do eventually get, like, an official count on the show. But very funny. I We did. I, did did they say the ultimate 51? I didn't see yeah, the. Yeah, Devin did. Okay. Devin, uh, okay. Devin, Devin got it. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. He was gotcha. like, uh, the, him and Tori were talking about it. He's like, yeah, 51. I want like a like a little like uh, counter to come up every time a daily challenge happens. Like you know, roll it up to fifty two next week. Um, so that'll be fun. Hopefully, uh, that's a storyline that keeps going, whether it be this season or next. Um, I don't know. Nelson, I even was talking with uh, Mel Got Served, who friend of the podcast, and uh, said basically like Nelson is someone that I'll never like allow myself fully to like because of uh, you know his history on the show. But I generally do enjoy uh, in like many little moments on the show, and the toast was one of them for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Yeah, and to you know, jump ahead a little bit um, to talking about somebody we haven't even introduced yet because they're about to get introduced, but um, it seems like he has his eyes set on uh, Olivia uh, so far. Yeah, look at that. Nelson has been like hookup to hookup, I feel like, on the last couple seasons. Which is standard for challengers. Um, and Olivia is very pretty, and I don't know why, you know, I, I don't really, I don't know. Sure. Congrats to you two if, <laughs> yeah. if this is the thing you do. Um so that's that. Um, speaking of uh, potential hookups, we have Fessy and Colleen in the hot tub. Um, and we're going to kind of use this to, I guess, set up that there could be something between these two. Um, but more so to talk through um, what's going to be a bit of an underlying story in this episode that Jack knows uh, Colleen more than um, I guess she expects anybody to know who she is. Uh, she was on the mole. She was the mole of uh, her original show. Um, but she's telling everybody she was on Love Island. So Jack is very heavily planning to use that to you know make sure there's not no rookie alliance happening because this girl's lying oh such a bad move by colleen i mean i feel like it was weeks ahead of time especially i wonder if she was doing this lie before the second lockdown because usually i feel like they on the last one i think got their phones they, back they or at least had some they, method yeah. yeah 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 and so then they all start like researching each other so i'm wondering if it would have worked for her if they didn't get their phones back in the second lockdown. Um, but just like, if it's on Wikipedia, don't lie about it. <laughs> it's like basically always going to be my stance. Right. Um, it. I mean, Jack was literally like explaining it the way that any of us would be thinking about it. Like, why would you lie about this? That was on a television show. You know, you're, you're like, you know, it's like Olivia saying, like, I, I lost Love Island. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> why would you tell people that? <laughs> we, we saw it. We watched it. We know what happened. Um, uh, we wish. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it's a weird lie. Um, we'll see if it comes back to, to bite her at all. But so far, no. I mean, when um, Jack and Laurel are in their deliberation with Johnny and Raven, they're kind of, you know, he brings it up and he's like, they're lying to you. You shouldn't take their word to mean anything. But as far as this episode goes, it means nothing. Um, and Jack also, you know, later in the episode, again, I'm cutting ahead, but um, they're going to be ultimately saved by Kim and Colleen. So that, you know, brings the story kind of full circle for the time being where he's like, I guess we can trust them. They saved us so maybe i should put that information away for now that's kind of uh oopsie yeah what a wild conclusion to this storyline where 
Jack was essentially throwing Kim and Colleen under the bus for, you know, a good 75% of the episode. And then <laughs> I feel like Kim really deferred to Colleen. She's like, we'll save Jack. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, maybe it just wasn't spread throughout the house that Jack was really pushing their name. But uh, ultimately, I was not upset. So <laughs> I went along with it. Right. Um, so that's what's happening at the house. Um, unless I missed anything. Is it uh challenge time? Get into the challenge. Oh yeah. We can jump in. I feel like we've been jumping around. So if we missed anything, we'll find it later. Right. Uh, I thought it was a perfectly fine opening challenge. Um, they're, you know, r- uh, running through the mud to, uh, answer a couple of, uh, questions on their board. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very typical first challenge. Um, it had to do with things about themselves, you know, uh, questions being like, what is your cumulative age? Which was funny. Um, um, Kim, who is, uh, not a, not a, uh, native English speaker, right? Um, I yeah. English is not his first language. The, that is, I feel like pretty unfortunate that they, uh, hopefully clarified for them. Cause I feel like that's such a disadvantage yeah. if they did not. It's like, that's not a very, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to have to learn uh, the English language, which uh, people do say is a very hard language to learn. Um, mm-hmm. But I can't imagine the word cumulative comes up very often in those, you know, in those lessons. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure the producers clarified, but then again, actually, I'm not sure because the producers don't do anything right ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, of course... You know, we have to introduce these two new teams here before we get into this challenge. Um, I didn't really look around, but I assume, you know, th- they all had these posts that had their names on it. There must have been a post that said Olivia and Horatio and then um, um, the other team that came in, which oh is God, Nam and come Emmy. on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I at first was like, oh, my God, I forgot about Nam. <laughs> I forgot about both of them? all four of them. I completely did not remember that they were supposed to be here. I could understand forgetting about the other rookie rookie pair. I just feel like I've always been invested in Nam and um, was like excited to see him getting like third chance, third time's the charm. Let's hope. Um, I've just always been rooting for him, so I am uh, was surprised at myself for forgetting. But yeah, a quite a surprise to see we're getting four new people introduced here at the challenge. And so, are we to be believing here that had Casey and Kenny? and Anissa and James been remaining in the game that these four teams would never have entered the game? I guess so. It feels really weird to hear that they had like eight or nine alternates on set. That feels like a lot. Well, Um, so that's the thing. I mean, I don't know that. Well, so uh, yeah, I I think Josh was an alternate. I don't know if Corey, did Corey make it out? Corey Lay make it out to film? The thing that I was reading said that he was on location, but who knows? Okay. Um, I don't know. It could be false. You know, interesting that Olivia's back to back. (laughs) What? I said still seven is a wild number to um, have on location. And, and, you know, it turns out they needed uh, four of them at least because (laughs) of uh, the fact that they took two teams out, replaced them with two other teams. So, you know, there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's like, it's weird to us to be sitting here, like, or at least it's weird to me to uh, sitting here, like, you know, like, oh, these new replacements came in. Like, no, I thought they were just part of the cast. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's the way they were presented to us in the preseason. Like, oh, look at all, you know, all these people that are here. Um, but to th- think about it in the sense of like, oh, Nam almost got snubbed, um, after his two unfortunate, I don't know. Um, yeah, but they're here. I agree. Yeah, I was disappointed to see that Nam was not on the main cast, but 
Glad that he got his chance regardless. Yeah, and I say that after having said I forgot that he was even supposed to be there. Um, Look, I was disappointed in myself. Yeah. I take the blame. Um, so the relationship between Olivia and Horatio seems to be just their friends. They've known each other for a little while now. There's not a relationship relationship there. Um, he's a little bit more quiet and shy and reserved and she calls him a cutie pie, which is the most endearing term that somebody could ever call you. Um, just very, (laughs) very much, you know, energy of like, he's not for me, but he's a charmer. You should, uh, you know, anybody out there, uh, scoop him up and, uh, we see where her interest is later on. Yeah. So... I don't know, surprising. They've known each other since, like, 2014, I think she said, which is wild. Um, it seemed like almost that uh, we have these two people who were thinking about casting, and uh, you're a team now. Like, there was no – like, no one knew how they knew each other when the names were being rumored. So uh seemed uh, – surprising i feel like any of the rookie rookie pairs there had been a bunch of like how do these people even know each other um like some people had theorized that i think like kim and colleen and even like nam and emmy it was just like well we have four german people so uh (laughs) they're on teams now so i don't know how much of it was really like auditioning together but um according to like rumors preseason but i am happy that uh you know nam's here i'm curious to see how uh, horatio and olivia end up doing yeah, um, I am. Um, I'm not uh, upset by the inclusion of uh, any of these people. I mean, I know Olivia's got her, uh, you know, problems off uh, or in real life um, that we don't particularly stand her, but um, she popped on the TV screen here. So I'm interested to see what we're going to get out of her. Um, as far as this challenge goes, again, I didn't dislike it or anything, but um, I, I, I thought it was pretty standard. I thought it was good. Um, it was it was interesting enough. It was visually uh, enjoyable enough. Um, but did anything stand out to you along the path to uh, Johnny and Raven's win? Um, I actually thought this episode, this uh, challenge was kind of, I'll borrow from you, a little mid, um, where even... Um, like Kayla and Sam call it out like congratulations you ran through the mud um like a tiny bit faster and found some balls yeah. uh, I don't I think it was just like fine um it wasn't like offensively bad but kind of difficult to track like who was in the lead who was doing well who like was struggling um and I don't know it just wasn't like super exciting or impressive or any of the things that I'm really looking for in a challenge so it was there um but not in thrilling right by any means. um along the way to you know this the, the win that johnny and raven had they do get a confessional which kind of leads up to uh the ultimately ultimate victory they have which they they won by um like a hair over michelle and jay so um i think i, I don't know it would have been very interesting to see uh, michelle and jay and what they would have done here because they are not uh rookies they are still vets so would they have gone for these vets i think it's so much better for their game that they did not win this challenge like by miles uh that they didn't have to show their cards this early and they still stayed safe like it was so much better for them but um johnny gets a confessional talking about how you know his dad lives far away and um it's like making him very happy to think about how his dad will be able to to watch him compete and see what he can do and oh uh touching kind of heartwarming there and uh he gets the win and um we're starting the season off with uh some rookies in power yeah, really cute. Johnny waited till day two to cry, but a very cute mm-hmm. confessional. Uh, but I liked Raven. I, I'm liking the 
um, like team confessionals where she was able to yeah. be like, oh, like, you know, comforting him and be like, this is so sweet. And like, I'm sure he's really proud of you. Um, so that was cute. I'm enjoying that dynamic on the show. Um, even if you had like, let's say like Nani and Casey wanted to do like a confessional um, hypothetically had they been there. Um, that would have been cute or, you know, if, if we end up having, uh, like Tori and Jordan at the same time and you want to do like a dual confessional, I'm always rooting for like changing up the, uh, structure in that. So that could be fun, but, um, I don't know. Johnny celebrating so enthusiastically was also pretty funny. Yeah. I, I can't blame him. Like if I was a rookie coming onto my first ever challenge, like I would have a hard time holding back. <laughs> In the moments like that. And of course, you're going to understand why Kayla's frustrated or anybody else is frustrated watching them uh, celebrate because your games are in danger. Um, you know, right off the bat here, there's uh, you have no idea who these people are from a hole in the wall. As Kayla says, she's really not looking to play the, uh, you know, the strong uh, social game of like sucking up to these rookies and, and whatnot. It's like. At this point, like the game has been played. Uh, you've had your interactions with these people and it's like. I'm sure a good pitch or two could help to keep you safe, um, you know, if you say the right things or whatever, but like washing dishes is not really going to get you very far. So it didn't really work out too well for them. Um, but yeah, um, you know, TJ's happy two rookies win. And uh, the crazy part about all of this is that they will have to pick four pairs to interrogate four pairs, eight people to potentially piss off. Yeah, four is wild. I feel like we've definitely gotten this. Um, I would say even on like Total Madness, they had to nominate like a t- bunch of people to go in and um, interrogate. Uh, that one stands out in particular. I feel like not super foreign um, for these shows, but four feels like a lot. And with them really not explaining the rules in full, uh, not surprising for the challenge, but definitely makes like any p- pick they're making pretty risky. Right. Um, So, I mean, we kind of get right into the deliberations back at the house and um, we are in, again, the room that was uh, being used for that preview special where uh, Johnny and Raven take one side of the table and start bringing everybody in team by team. They make their picks um, of who they want to go in. And uh, I mean, what did you, I guess, right off the bat, what did you make of their four selections of who they're going to be choosing from? We have Laurel and Jack, uh, a vet rookie team, uh, a vet vet team in Tori and Devin, although he did very specifically say, Johnny did specifically say, he doesn't want to go for Devin because he thinks he's smart and would come for him or maybe he wants to work with him or something like that. Um, a rookie vet team in Kayla and Sam and then a rookie rookie team in Kim and Colleen, which I did think was a smart choice to bring um, one rookie rookie team down there because they were obviously looking at the vets, but they didn't want to be like, you know, this is full on war against you guys. I mean, it's kind of obvious enough that they were going to target a vet team, but to not have it be, you know, um, Ever, you know, not be pissing off more people than than needed. The the you know you can piss off the rookies um, a little bit by bringing them down, but next week if they won, you know, just we had to do this to keep up appearances. You you understand? Yeah, I can. You know, I I can like nitpick here and there. Like, was there like slightly better options on the board? Maybe like should they have brought in like a Fessy instead of like a Laurel or instead of like a Kayla and Sam, like who seem a little less connected? Like maybe, but I think ultimately I don't hate the move overall i do agree that especially when we don't know what's going to be happening um it's scary to bring in a rookie rookie pair because for all they know the house could be voting and then they all just vote in kim and colleen um and like fall in line with the vets and then really like you got nothing accomplished but uh i think 
a good move to obscure what you're doing or at least attempt to. I don't know that like Devin's not going to see through it, but you get to make a deal there and, uh, you know, take like a light shot at a team who is slightly less connected, but still ultimately would fall on the bet side. Yeah, and I take that point for sure, but I also kind of wonder, like, even if I, if I'm Johnny and Raven, even if I knew that you know the house was going to vote from the other three teams that I don't pick, I still think I might throw that uh, rookie rookie team down there just because I feel like the message that you send when you pick, like, instead of Kim and Colleen, say they picked, um, you know, Nelson or Fessy or whoever, and you know their partner, and said, I'm, you know, I'm only, I'm keeping all the rookies safe. It's like, great, well. Um, this is something to be concerned about, and they would probably, I, I do think, um, would be even uh, an even bigger target going into to next week by any sure. of those four teams or three remaining teams. If they, I'm more all, so yeah. meant Fessy or like Nelson's team over like Kayla or Laurels, um, where they are vet teams but less connected, sure. and I feel like Fessy and Nelson are closer to the nucleus of any vet alliance that's going to be going in. Obviously, Tori and Devin being the most connected, mm-hmm. um, especially once uh, some of these vet teams come back in the house, but I, you know, can't really complain too much when I think that uh, they almost took like the perfect level of a shot. Right. Um, the way that the deliberations end up playing out is, uh, Kayla and Sam's a little bit awkward. Um, they're, you know, are we making a deal here? No, we're not. Um, not at all. Um, (laughs) so, um, Kayla explains, which she's not lying about that. She doesn't really have anybody in the house that have their back. And, um, we'll get into, you know, their final decision later. Um, Devin and Tori, they are, uh, referred to as the king and the queen of the vets, which, um, Devin, you know, tried to pass off, but he, uh, was definitely happy to hear somebody acknowledge him in such a sense. Um, you know that for sure. Um, Kim and Colleen didn't really know what to make of it. Uh, it seemed like they were like, all right, well, we weren't going to come after you. Hopefully you don't come after us and that's it. Um, and then Jack and Laurel, Laurel did look like she was kind of shitting her pants a little bit, worried about being uh, <laughs> a possible first uh, eliminated person. Um, Jack used the opportunity again to talk about Kim and Colleen, but um it didn't really matter because I don't think that they were ever really the, the target um, for Johnny or Raven. It did, it, d- it does seem given the way that they made their decision that it was going to be Kayla and Sam, um, unless anything like drastic happened, information came out or Kayla and Sam did a good job of campaigning, which they didn't really do. Yeah. The thing is I started to question Johnny. Like I, at, at first in like the nominations portion, I was like, oh, Johnny is really thinking this out. And I'm encouraged seeing that, like, there's a rookie who is strategic and competitive in the physical games and, like, really willing to, like, make moves, bringing people together, like, all of the above. And then once I saw um, him be like, well, do you know why you're here? (laughs) Like, shooting down Sam immediately on, like, making an alliance, which I thought was, like, a good response from Sam um, and, like, a good effort. I started to get a little nervous from Johnny. I was like, all right, maybe like do something with the power while you have it and start building like an alliance, make like a slight, you know, even if it's a deal that doesn't end up really pulling through for you, like make them feel a tiny bit bad when they betray you rather than like openly just being like, well, screw you. And if you come after me next week, whatever, I don't care. Um, But the fact that they did have a little bit more of those discussions with let's say Devin and Tori or um, even slightly with Laurel and Jack. I think that they were probably leaning Kayla and Sam already in these discussions. Yeah, that's, that's definitely what 
um, it seemed like or what it felt like, especially again, when they are going to ultimately pick them, it was just kind of like, all right, well, we could do something even bigger and go Devin and Tori, uh, which is a huge move. Um, or we just, you know, play it safe, which, um, you know, if anybody comes to them and says, oh, you're, you know, we're targeting the vets. It's like, no, I took, I got a rookie out. You know, my first, uh, there was one vet, one rookie. We played it safe and took one from both sides. Um, you know, of the handful of pairs that that was an option for, um, we took one that, you know, it's like, and I can see both sides of this. I guess I'm, I guess I'm getting into it now because it's, uh, it's on my mind. Um, I, I can see both sides to it because my initial reaction was like, this was stupid. Kayla had no connections. You could have tried to pull her in. Um, on the other hand, if Kayla's not really like giving enough to make you feel comfortable with her and Sam, like I can imagine a world where Kayla and Sam were just like loving life. You know, um, they're both finally here on a challenge together. This is something they've talked about for a while. And I genuinely believe her when she says she didn't want to go play that social game. She was just kind of doing the honeymoon thing. Both of them, not just her. Um, we're kind of just like having a good time, maybe hanging out with everybody a little bit, but not, you know, doing the extent of what they needed to in that moment in time to go up to. Uh, and, and I don't even think it was specifically about them. I don't think there was any vendetta against Kayla. Like it was just, we need to get a vet out. Kayla and Sam are not vibing with us. Like a lot of other people are, especially the people that Johnny had formed that alliance with, with Jay and Michelle and all them, they weren't a part of that. So they missed out on that boat. It was just, you know, a, a, a variety of reasons that I, it seemed like that was a, a good pick for them. I would have liked to see them take the big swing and go for Devin and Tori right off the bat um, and say, look, you two are, you know, uh, the center of, like you said, the, of the alliances that have existed lately. Like when's the last time we had an episode of the challenge without Devin on? It. I feel like it's been like three Ugh. seasons. Um, I missed those episodes. <laughs> he's made the past two finals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so he's been on every episode of 37, 36, um, right? Maybe, I don't know. I think so. Um, it's been a while since we've had a Devinless episode. So it's just like, you know, you're watching before you come here. You see this guy's face a lot. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe take the big shot on your way there. You know, I don't know. Um, but whatever. So that's just, that's, that's that. He made episode 12 on 36. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously they are the, like I said, the nucleus of what is at least the vet alliance that is currently in the house. Um, and even of like who may enter, they're pretty close to the center. So I would say that like they are definitely like the big shot. But once you get there and you see it's that type of puzzle, there's no world in which I throw them in. Um, and I also feel like this first week specifically where you don't know how the format work, there's like a little bit of plausible deniability, uh, like plausible deniability where you're just like, Oh, like I really didn't think that you like would still be at risk. Uh, whereas next week, if you put them up for nomination and then you're like, well, I won't throw you directly in. Like that still doesn't gain me that much favor. Um, uh, you know, so, well, you already put me up for nomination. So I'm in your bottom four. Uh, whereas like you could have realistically thought that I'm putting up people for nomination. It's because I want to talk to them and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Whereas, uh, you know, moving forward, you always know you're putting their game at risk. So I thought that taking the shot at Kayla and Sam, well, yes, they're not the most threatening pair. They're not the pair that is always going to be like vet strong till the end. I don't think that they're really going to be like winning dailies to help the rookies either. Um, no. If they do happen to win, I think they're going to help the vets. And I don't think that they're likely to win at all anyway. Um, I don't think. And when Kayla says like, I have no one in this house that like wants to work with me. I feel like that's almost a point in favor of throwing her in because you're not making anyone mad. 
Um, right. Like, uh, while uh, throwing in Devin and Tori, like, they're probably coming back from this puzzle. And then, like, you have, like, Fessy is working with them closely. Nelson's probably going to be pretty pissed. Like, it's a clear shot at the vets, whereas, like, Kayla and Sam, it's like, we didn't vibe with them. Like, uh, no one's really that close with Kayla. Like, okay, bye. And, like, one's gone from their side regardless. Yeah, it's like a potential number that they could have picked up if the vets, you know, did uh, their usual vet thing. But, um there was enough of a gap between Kayla and everybody else uh, or Kayla and Sam and everybody else where it really didn't, you know, cause a big wave in the house. And at the end of the day, like I can understand that. And uh, I'm sure, you know, Johnny and Raven probably didn't make this decision alone. They had some help from, you know, um, everybody else in their alliance. And if this is what, you know, Michelle and Jay and Amber and, you know, whoever else is um, coming together and, and, you know, probably saying this is, is a move that makes sense for us, then, um, I have to imagine, given the dynamics of the house, I mean, uh, none of these people have played with Kayla. They don't know her. She's been, you know, missing for the time that most of them have have started on the show. Um, so mm-hmm. that's that. Um, talking about the do you think? Up, yeah, go ahead. Do you think Laurel would have been a better shot because she could potentially win dailies for the vet side? Um, even though she's not that close, I still think she defaults to the vet side. I'm wondering if you can pull her over. Like I know that Jack is saying, like. Like, even where the rookies ultimately, like, save Jack and Laurel, saying, like, well, we're going to save at least one rookie. Um, but I just don't think that Laurel's going to join to be at the bottom of the the rookie alliance in general. So would it be better to take a shot at her now where she's a stronger team? Sure, she is the stronger team, and we know that to be the case. But I also feel like just off of the, the vibes that they were both giving off, you know, Laurel and Jack versus Kayla and Sam – I can totally understand why the trust would, would would have been there more for Laurel and Jack. I feel like Jack especially is somebody is, is giving off like a great social game uh, so far. And I feel mm-hmm. like I believe him, you know, when he was, you know, I was about to talk about the night out, like when we go out and uh, there he's talking to Raven um, and they're talking about, you know, their story meeting. And he's like, look, I trust you. Like, I know that you're smart enough to make the right decision for your game. And he's like very careful with his words. And he's very proud of the words that he uses because he thought he was doing a good job, you know, kind of nudging her in the right direction, saying, I know you're not going to pick us. Um, and whether, you know, that was already the decision they were having made or it was just, you know, Jack and Laurel having a good social game sit like that. We saw them bonding and that's completely not what uh, the other team, uh, Kayla and Sam, were doing so it, it made i think plenty of sense to me that they were not the team that they picked i thought you know there there could have been a bridge there yeah it, that's the thing is like jack and laurel are willing to play the social game like you said like laurel looked pretty nervous imagine being laurel who went out the way she went out last time oh my God. um in like pretty embarrassing fashion and then like goes out first on her big <laughs> return to the challenge uh i am sure that like she's willing to play ball at least to some degree so i, I get why they didn't make the move right um the other things that we see during the night out is just every, you know, everybody's having fun, uh, dancing, drinking and whatnot. And, um, this moment was, um, I feel like in the promo for the season, Tommy crowd surfing, um, Devin was, uh, leading the charge to get Tommy up in the air. And then it was like five different guys that were like picking Tommy up, um, just because so it was so funny where Devin's like, guys, we're all going to get together and crowd surf Tommy. And then Fessy just like picks him up in one hand, like mm-hmm. basically like dirty dancing style, just like bench pressing him above his head. Uh, very funny. <laughs> Can you I mean, I follow Tommy on Instagram. Um, I know he's a guy who has a lot of fun. He's got a big family, a lot of friends, and he's always doing fun things. I am in disbelief to hear him say that was a top five moment in his life. Um, I don't follow Tommy on social media, but I would also be surprised if that was actually a top five moment in his life. He said it was. 
I don't believe him. He said it was. Um, I'm, I'm saying he does a lot of fun things. He's he's a jet setter. He's always doing something. Um, he flew out to I think L.A. to watch the premiere with uh, with Annalise, and um, I guess maybe that's moment number six. And this was I think getting five. thrown up in the air by Fessy would be more fun than flying to L.A. to watch the premiere with Annalise, though. So I guess eh, there's that. Eh, it's Fessy. <laughs> um, and then the other notable uh, kind of. It made me laugh. I don't think it was intended to be funny, but um, Amber talking about how um, every woman in this room could be naked right now. And my boyfriend would still like me the most. <laughs> this <laughs> is only where see I stand. me. <laughs> this is where I stand. Because first of all, like I liked where he like jokingly was like, Ooh, you jealous? Cause he's talking to a bunch of girls. She's just like, calls him over like, Hey, like come over. We want to tell you something. And she's like, no, I'm never jealous. Like, all right. I love that. She's in like a secure, healthy relationship, at least like as far as we're seeing. And she says, basically every woman in the room would be naked and Chauncey would only see her. And he jokes like, Oh, I I'd also see Tommy though. And like, wow, a man who's secure in his sexuality, a healthy relationship. Like I'm standing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very funny. Um, I, I have been a Amber fan, um, and I'm continuing to be so far through one episode of season 38. It's nice to see her also from the beginning of the season. Um, last season she had been, you know, coming in as a replacement after having just won the season before. Um, (laughs) so I'm happy she's here from the jump. Um, excited to see what we get out of her this season, but that was great. Um, and then uh, my next step here is to get to the elimination. Unless, again, if I'm missing anything, stop me anytime. No, oh, I'm good with the uh, to move into the zone. Yes, the zone. Get in the zone. <laughs> uh, TJ zone. That should be the jingle. Pass. No, we're no. not doing that. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to see Johnny and Raven make their big pick. They're going to make a big statement here, which is Kayla and Sam going in. Um, but the twist is going to come into play here where the other three ride or die teams will join TJ at the draw. You will go over to the draw, stand behind this table, which I was so excited about because when you're flipping up cards, when you're uh, pulling out the double cross, that's where I think the show makes some great moments. Um, And this isn't like the, you know, this is like a cousin of that. Um, It's not that, but it's close enough, I guess. I just, I love those, uh, those kind of scenarios in eliminations because there's so many, you know, things that you can't plan for um some you can but you know, when you're pulling out the, the double crosses like you don't know what's going to happen there's big moments there um here we have it where the uh ride or die pairs will all stand you know in a row uh behind three daggers here um they go to pull the daggers out and at this point it's i i thought this was a worthwhile enough moment they they pull out the daggers not knowing what it means um so we'll get to devon and, and turbo of it all in a second but tori and devon pick theirs it's blank laurel and jack pick theirs it's blank kim and colleen pull theirs out thinking that at this point i think everybody's thinking it's gonna be something like a fake dagger or something that that shows that they're going in but instead it is a safe dagger um and they are going to have to choose between the other two teams to have one go in what did you make of all this I really like this format. I haven't sat here and thought about how to break it in the next, like, you know, 0.5 seconds of the next episode. But so far, I'm really liking it. Um, I've only watched the episode once, and that was uh, not, you know, super long ago. So I have not, like, really sat here and thought of all the ways to break it. But it seems more secure than the past couple seasons formats. So I feel like it's pretty straightforward. It's guaranteeing mess. Where like Jay, I believe it was, flagged up. Like, hey, you're going to probably be down there with 
like four teams that are all in a similar like alliance structure and then one's going straight in one of them is safe and they have to choose between the two other like teammates essentially to keep safe as well and the the alliance that you don't save is going to be pissed at you for not saving them i think there's potential for drama here i think it could shake up alliances i'm very interested Yep, um, I was torn because I liked the uh, structure of this. I liked the reveal of this um, and the way that this is all going to be playing out for, you know, the foreseeable future. Um, but I was also kind of not upset if Kim and Colleen were the first ones to go in and uh, hopefully were to lose to Kayla and Sam and Kayla and Sam would have stuck <laughs> around a little bit longer. Um, I thought there was enough of story of Kim and Colleen throughout this episode of Jack, you know, calling them out or whatever, um, or Colleen specifically out for being a liar and this and that. I was like, so maybe this is just her downfall that she lied all the way to, you know, going home but um it was i guess even more interesting uh the way this that this played out where then they were going to uh again save a team tj was like well it's all about trusting people and showing loyalty to the right people so um, we see both teams kind of making a, a slight little you know pitch and they end up saving laurel and jack which again brings that whole storyline full circle which is going to put tori and devin into elimination uh but not before devin gets into it with somebody who has nothing to do with any of this uh your boy turbo yeah, I mean, I like how fast Devin folded once Turbo's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Um, so that was funny to see. Um, I'm wondering if there were like other misunderstandings in the house. Like, uh, again, I am always going to uh, give grace where like Turbo did not get like the joke or the reference of what he was saying. And so like is genuinely questioning, but I think Turbo is kind of like on a hair trigger at this point in this house probably has been like, you know, screwed around with by multiple people, especially on season 34 and is coming in like, uh, like I know people are going to be messing with me and probably on the defense uh, because of that. So uh, I am still, you know, fine with it. I feel like there are 95% of the people on the show have anger issues. So I'm uh, just <laughs> brushing it off there, but interested to see how long that really can be maintained in this house. Um, I take your thought about Devin folding quickly, but I also kind of took it as like, Devin was like trying to be funny and was just like, Oh, he took it too seriously. You know what? Forget this. Uh, nope. And then I agree. Turbo was like, uh, no, we're going to talk about this because you're stupid. And why would you say that? And he's like, no, seriously. Like I didn't, uh, it's not supposed to be this big thing. Trying to make a joke. Thought we were going to make a funny, a ha ha, get out of here with a little laugh before I'm going into elimination. I might even be going home. You may not have to see me again after this. Um, but no, uh, again, turbo is not, that's not turbo, uh, that we are getting from him in, these times. So, um, I don't know. So that's that. Um, Turbo calls uh, Devin a level two of the term that he used to use to describe people that it's not my favorite term. So I'll keep it yeah. out of my mouth. Um, stay away from that one. Yeah. Um, but he does say he would shit on him if he was a bird. So he's finding other ways to say that he doesn't <laughs> like some of these people. He doesn't like the, the, you know, the veterans. He wants to play with the new people. Sure. Yeah. Turbo, you know, really paints a picture with his confessionals, especially uh, when talking about Laurel. He's like, I would never take a drink from her. Even if I was dying of thirst, I would rather die. Not the producer being her. like, Turbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the funniest part of that to me was Tamara was sitting there just like completely straight faced. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm very used to this. And this is how he always speaks. And nothing has faced me. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so we get to this elimination. It's called You Move, I Move. It's a puzzle. Devin just gets like a lot of... What? Is that just like that? 
Yes, um, it is a uh, a puzzle that Devin gets a lot of. Um, so when Devin's bragging about his, you know, five and two elimination record, which is now six and two, it's like, I mean, I can't take anything away from him because, yes, he does have some uh, big names on his list of people that he's beaten. Um, but it's just uh, he's a very lucky guy for the amount of puzzles that he's gotten in these eliminations <laughs> rather than like the pole wrestles because he's out in any pole wrestle, uh, you know, unless it's against um, um, Tommy, uh, maybe somebody who he's like much taller than. Ooh. Um, would Tommy beat him in a pole wrestle? I don't know. I think, uh, I, I don't know the height difference there. Tommy might cry. Um, <laughs> Tommy would cry. Out it's of just still, emotion. For I, I'm not saying he's definitely losing. This beautiful moment that he's here, you know, competing on the challenge with Annalise, who he trusts so much with his life. And just, he's so grateful I just grateful feel so bad here. sending home my good friend, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he really lifted me, my spirits and my body in the air. Um, so, um, I don't know. I think that, you know what? I puzzles are completely legitimate eliminations. So this one I take like very little issue with. Um, he also did win. And like, look, I will talk shit about Devin any chance I get, but like he did win the, um, like pretty physical, like the running elimination slash like endurance against West that one time. But then there are also the, like the random lights out one against bananas, uh, that I think was like kind of like, eh, meh. um, and some others, but yes, he's gotten lucky in general in the types of eliminations that he wins. But I think Devin is like sneaky, scary in an elimination, uh, yeah. considering how many of them can end up having a puzzle element. Yeah, I think um, one of the main things that he has going for him is his ability to stay calm. He does. He um, mm -hmm. he doesn't freak out. Uh, maybe he used to. I don't know. Uh, maybe the earlier ones. But now he and he talked about, you know, he's got uh, Tori by his side, somebody who he just really trusts. Um, and their chemistry throughout this uh, elimination served them well. Um, you know, people are like making fun of Kayla and Sam like, oh, they're married couple. Like they're not, you know, figuring it out. They don't have great communication. I mean. I think a lot of people in a relationship, even a happy, happy, happy relationship that's like been, you know, three decades, three years rather than the three months that these two have had uh, would still probably, you know, when you're when you're like so, you know, on a personal level, like it's easy to get mad at them when things aren't very, you know, going well because you're just so comfortable with them. But these two, uh, the Tori and Devin relationship is so business. It's so we have to get this done. It's not about us. It's about uh, you know, it's not about us as, as a pair. It's, a, you know, our communication. It's a, get this done right now or we go home and embarrass ourselves. And there was they were going to stop at nothing to get it done. They do get it done. Um, this uh, maze was apparently Devin's coffee table, which I hate to believe, but I do believe um, that's insane. And I kind of uh, want it. <laughs> I kind of want that coffee. I guess table. I wouldn't be against it. Um, but yeah. And, and the entire elimination, we're getting confessionals from the two of them, um, which it's very funny. Cause I'm like, damn, they're annoying. Um, and then Devin's like, if you think we're annoying, imagine how hard it is to be us. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, oh, you are speaking to me in this moment. Um, yeah, I said in the preseason, like, this is the team that will annoy me the most this season. Um, I wouldn't say it's like off the charts just yet, but we'll get there mm -hmm. with Dave and Dave um, already annoying. But I felt like it was immediately obvious as soon as they were moving like all five balls through the maze versus Kayla and Sam being like, well, let's just do one at a time. It's like, well, you're going to take five times as long. So, um, right. It was pretty obvious how this was going to go, no matter how the editing was. Uh, so yeah, you know, a well-deserved win for them. And really? I think if you put Devin and Tori and Kayla and Sam in a newlywed game, I think I would bet on Devin and Tori. At this I point. agree. Um, was it on the show? Uh, yeah, I think it was, or maybe it was on the cast preview. Um, 
sometime recently, I heard Kayla say, you know, he, uh, that Sam had only just learned her birthday like last week, um, mm-hmm. which I know was a joke, but like, <laughs> I, you know, uh, some people just don't retain all that information. Definitely wouldn't be <laughs> me. Um, that's not something that I have a hard time with. I, I know what all my friends do for work and when their birthdays are, um, and everything. <laughs> don't ask me when your birthday is. Um, so you should know mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, January first. There we go. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, he's gonna ask me, and I'm not gonna know. But that <laughs> hint helped. <laughs> um, it's almost. Uh, it's coming up. Okay. So Devin is now six it. and two in elimination. Sorry to remind you of your aging. Um, Tori and Devin win. Um, Kayla and Sam are out of here again. They were in very good spirits, so I appreciated that at the very least. Um, But that is not the important part of the end of the episode here. We are going to bring in one of our three teams that have not yet entered the game that we know are coming. Um, Presented here, not because of any kind of COVID reasons, this and that. It seemed like this one was planned. Um, Bananas and Nani, Johnny Bananas and Nani Gonzalez are here as the big twist of the episode. The true rider dies the most iconic rider dies in challenge history are here to some very big reactions from the crowd as if they didn't know that they were coming but they did know that they were coming so these reactions are just some acting here from our <laughs> challengers and uh they are here to some uh my songs know what you did in the dark so light yeah. them up 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 I feel like the Queen of England could have reanimated, cloned herself, and shown up with her clone, and I would have been less surprised. That's how some of these people looked. <laughs> like they, it was so like funny to me. Just like Fessy is like mouth like agape, just dropped to the floor, turning around in circles. <laughs> like people are acting like uh, just truly like the most surprising thing in the world just happened. It's like okay, um, we all saw the casting spoilers for like months ahead of this season that bananas was probably coming back right um and if casey was going to be there not he was going to be there so yeah um casey literally well said, you know what where's my girlfriend like she knew she was somewhere in the uh, vicinity yeah, Casey's like, I can't believe I'm here without Nani. Like, you guys were on the same flight. Like, stop it. And now they swapped. Uh, what? And now they're swapped. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like uh, in the little uh, episode zero, Nani said that she would refuse to do this without Casey. She wouldn't even come on the challenge if Casey wasn't here. So, uh, all right. Go home. <laughs> so, <laughs> she'll be leaving so, next week. No. Um, bye. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so... Bananas comes back in again here after his, uh, you know, two seasons off since his last win. And he's reuniting with Devin for the first time since their big blow up um, years ago. And this will be interesting to see how things play out. I mean, a lot of different people had gotten highlights in this episode as, you know, the veterans are not there yet. Um, I mean, it felt like invasion. It felt like, you know, we're waiting for the champs to show up. Um, But. There's not like, you know, because at the end of the day, we're waiting for the six of them to show up, the people that were in that preview special. Um, you know, can't wait till Anissa gets here and takes all the airtime. Um, but mm-hmm. for now, you know, it's everybody else that's kind of getting it. And now that Bananas and Nani are here, we're going to get plenty of them next episode. And um, whenever everybody else arrives, we'll get more of them, too. So um, it, it's, again, weird how we're stumbling through getting the whole cast into the season. But it's only episode one. Maybe we'll get lucky and the rest of this will be taken care of by episode two. Who knows? But that's where we are through uh, the premiere. Ugh, that just reminded me. I'm really upset for when Banana has 17 confessionals next episode. Uh, it was so fun. Well, we got to actually know the other people on the season, and um, I'll miss them while they're all gone mm-hmm. next week. So that's that. That is uh, one week 
down uh, week one of many to come. I, I keep uh, hearing Sasha in my head talking about how optimistic it was to think that the season could be over in 2022 um, because she <laughs> is probably right. I mean, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I feel like in like, I don't know, last year, or the year before I was like, are they really going into like Christmas week? And I feel like they did. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, but <laughs> it's way too early to be thinking about that, even though I <laughs> am already thinking about that. Um, it's just very also nice to think about how there's no all-stars or anything right now. So we only have this right now. There's no USA, no all-stars. We'll be doing one episode a week. I, I didn't even know it was going to be 90 minutes until it did, hadn't ended after 60. Um, if that's just a premiere thing, I'm not sure. Huh. Do you know? Uh, I feel like it's been 90 minutes the last couple seasons, right? Has it? Yeah, it definitely has. Um, I didn't even think about it because obviously, again, I did not watch live uh, because they're stupidly choosing to air during Survivor. Uh, For the third season in a row. It is so annoying. And even like Survivor's like, go watch the challenge. Like, I know. Well, you were competing, <laughs> but you're the same company. It's so stupid. Um, like, yeah, so... and our show's not good right now. So we'll go watch the challenge, <laughs> which I appreciate, actually. Um, so I don't know. It is confusing, but I am still optimistic. I'm hoping that we really do maintain a little bit of the division with the rookie Alliance, hopefully holding for a little while. Um, I'm interested to see how this season plays out. Yeah. I'm optimistic as well. We'll see how it goes. Um, but think that's all we have for now um of course make sure you're following us on social media i'm at matt Ligori on twitter uh scally is at brian underscore scally um you can find me uh here um i feel bad i felt bad after getting off last week i missed a plug so um i had recently been on uh, the lonely boys talking about gossip girl season three episode two and also i mean if you missed this or if you want to go back and check this one out we did a uh, Demi Lovato album review and uh, Maddie and I are actually going to see Demi Lovato next week Um, so she'll be in New York City and we're going to see her and this entire album live so that'll be fun so check that out on the Lonely Boys feed and uh, that is all I have have you had anything else uh, appearance wise going on? No, I will not be going to Demi Lovato because I wasn't invited. Just kidding. I wouldn't have gone. You but have um, <laughs> if there's one uh, time in my life that I because we talked about it, we were at work together and I was like, should we ask anybody else that's around? And we were like, not a single one of them have ever mentioned liking Demi Lovato. And then the price that we paid on the tickets, we were like, nobody's going to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's fine. Um, you know, but um, no, I have nothing else just on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. All right. So that's it for now. Um, hopefully you guys hear this podcast uh, before the next episode, but we can't make any promises because there's been some weird issues with uh, getting the podcast uploaded. Um, so you can all tweet at Colin and tell him to get his act together um, or Dom. You can tweet at either one of them, but um, I don't know. There's been some weird tech stuff going on. So hopefully this does get to your ears. Um, we will all uh, hope for the best there. And uh, maybe, you know, I, I don't know what, what happens first. This podcast comes out or uh, or uh, Darrell and Anissa and all them show up on uh, this on. goes out first i would hope otherwise i don't know we have some real exploring to do we'll have some catch i mean i love binging a podcast so if anybody binges like you know three episodes of this podcast while we're waiting for whatever to happen that's that's you know where we end up uh thank you guys for checking this one out uh we'll see you next week and until then take care everybody